You're starting to notice a pain in the lower leg and the shin. The pain starts with a little bit of an ache when you run and you think to yourself, ah, it's nothing serious, I'll ignore it, I'll just crack on running. Well, another couple of weeks running, adding lots more stress to the lower leg, you're now noticing the pain developing into a sharper, more painful sensation and it's almost tender to run on. The worst case scenario is you continue to run through the pain thinking that you can run it off. Because of that, you then develop stress fractures of the tibia, which is the shin bone, which puts you out of action for up to 12 weeks. And you have to dramatically modify your daily activities and your running routine is well and truly out of the window. Before you become one of the one in five people that experiences this issue, is there anything you can do to mitigate the risks and make your body stronger? Reducing the risk of ever experiencing shin splints? Well, yes. That's exactly what we're going to look at in this episode. So let's look in greater detail into another common running injury, shin splints. Welcome to the Run Better podcast created by me, Ash Foster. I'm a running coach, an advanced personal trainer, yoga teacher, mindful life coach, and my obsession is helping people become a better version of themselves. I know from personal experience that walking, running, yoga, nature, and mindfulness can help us counteract the fast-paced, busy, modern lives we live and improve our mental and our physical health. The Run Better podcast episodes are in the solo show format of a mini coaching session where I give you ideas that will help you run better. Whether you want to run faster, run for longer, run injury free or simply to enjoy your running more, these episodes are for everyone, whether you're just lacing up your running shoes for the very first time all the way through to the experienced marathon runner. So let's get into this episode. Just a quick one before we get into this episode of the podcast. This podcast relies solely on recommendations and reviews to help it grow. So if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts, either a five-star review with a rating, or if you're listening on Spotify, leave a five-star rating, that really helps this podcast grow. More people will see it. And I really do appreciate any help you can give this podcast by giving it a little five-star rating. Thank you. Hello, it's Ash, your personal podcasting running coach, and welcome to this episode, episode or part number four in the Common Running Injuries series. Uh, We're looking at shin splints, also known as tibial stress syndrome, or TSS, in the physiotherapy world. Shin splints show up in the body as a pain down the lower leg, the front or the inner part of the shin bone, so the tibia, with repetitive stress from running, causing the tissues around the shin bone to pull at the insertion point of where the muscle attaches to the bones. It's quite ugh, quite gruesome, quite like really literally like pulling it away from the bone. And this causes inflammation and tenderness in that area. And the pain can be a dull ache pain, a pain that gets worse when you run possibly and sometimes tender to touch with some swelling 
in some cases. Most cases of shin splints are minor and can be healed with some modification of exercise intensity, allowing the area to rest and recover. Lowering the volume and intensity of your work will generally see you back to your old routine in a matter of weeks. In severe cases, Shin splints can develop into stress fractures, as I've mentioned in the introduction, that cause long-term issues such as weaknesses in the shin bone, and this makes it more likely that stress fractures will happen repeatedly, and I, I do know uh, one person in particular that this has happened to, and you may have to give up running like they have in some, some of the really serious cases. Running lots on hard surfaces is a major risk factor for shin splints. You are basically increasing the stress going through the shin bone, muscles and tendons, which then increases the damage in the short term to this area. If you don't allow adequate progression or the right volume for you, for your body, then you are much more likely to suffer from shin splints. So if you're road running a lot or you plan to increase your mileage, there are some factors we need to consider to help you avoid causing yourself an injury because shin splints are another common running injury that can be avoided so how do you avoid getting shin splints how to avoid shin splints well let's have a look in a little bit more detail and really to first understand how we can avoid shin splints we need to understand what increases our risk of getting this injury as this is the case with every episode in this common running injuries series we are looking at many different common running injuries and we can trace these back to only a few certain key areas and the theme of strength training in particular listening to your body more developing body awareness and not overdoing it are two of the main themes that run throughout most injuries and have run throughout this series of uh, episodes and I know it may sound boring to say the same thing each episode make sure you strength train and make sure you listen to your body because you don't want to overly stress it out but it really is that simple I did some kind of cockney voice there I don't know why if you start strength training a number of different targeted exercises to increase the, the, the stresses your body can cope with you will reduce your injury risk because your body can cope with more stresses more loads it's a really simple equation so that's why I'm really kind of reiterating and going through this series of common running injuries to show you the theme and the concurrent theme that goes through it is again the importance of strength training and how we can mitigate a lot of our injury risk through strength training. <laughs> it's just like it's just like saying the word strength training. Words, strength training. Also, learning to understand when you are pushing too much and when to ease off in your weekly schedule is going to reduce your injury risk because your body will have adequate time to adapt to training loads as well as the demands of your everyday life, which is something not a lot of people consider. As amateur runners, you're not professional coaches, you're not personal trainers, you don't have a deep understanding of physiology unless you've done a lot of research as a as a runner. Uh, but you can be blindsided because you will think you're doing something or you may take on information and you may not have the experience of working 
daily with other people and seeing what that actual experience and what that level of intensity looks like. So you're not a professional, sorry to kind of reiterate that, but, but you don't have that experience of working. So you may think that you are doing the right thing, but actually you might be doing more damage than good. So let's quickly bullet point the risk factors and then go into a bit more detail on how to mitigate each risk factor. The main risk factors for shin splints are duh, 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 increasing your mileage or total training volume because more stress going through the body creates extra demand for the body and the body may not be able to cope with it and ultimately something has to give meaning there will be an issue, there will be an injury. Poor running form, overpronation or over uh, uh, excessive subnation, so rolling to the inside or rolling to the outside of the foot can cause the muscle and the tendon tissues in the lower leg to overwork and and to, to stabilise, to, to overwork, to stabilise the overpronation or the supination, which then this creates injury because maybe those tissues become overwet and uh, excessively damaged maybe they extend too far and again the, the, they've worked past their limit or their range of motion and this will cause injury over time step after step after step tight calf muscles can cause an issue in the shin bone because the shorter muscles on the back of the lower leg extend the muscles on the front of the leg this is stretching of the tissues on the front of the leg when running can aggravate and then damage them so you're getting pushing them past their comfortable range of motion and the, the the loads that they can deal with muscle imbalance in the calf area between the left and the right this is quite common as we tend to have a dominant side that is stronger due to us standing in favor in that side when we have an imbalance in our calf area this causes biomechanical issues in our running form so flexibility and strength of the calf area plays a prominent role in this injury another risk factor is being overweight as i mentioned in previous episodes our body weight can contribute to excessive demands of muscle and tendon tissues when we are overweight, our muscles and tendons need to generate greater forces to move our body. And this repetition of greater for forces needed you know, to, to place on those muscles to, uh, to get the body moving. It places high levels of stress on the body, which results in injury over a period of time. Another risk factor is something that I've mentioned about, again, in previous episodes about my experience of transitioning to minimal or barefoot shoes without strengthening the feet and the stabilizing muscles in the lower leg the transition from cushion trainers to minimal ones needs to happen over a long period of time three to nine months you need to be very patient and along with that you need to have appropriate strengthening of the foot and the stabilizing muscles our feet are weakened by wearing cushion trainers so we need to progressively switch to minimal I made this error when I was transitioning to minimal trainers five years ago. I paid for it with a lot of pain and soreness. I couldn't run for three weeks after thinking I could just go out and do one of my usual midweek five kilometer runs in my minimal shoes. Absolutely wrecked my feet and my calf muscles. Couldn't walk properly for, for three weeks without pain. It was a very silly thing to do. 
So this list includes the most common risk factors. Some people suffer from a few of these and some people only suffer from one of these. But to help avoid this injury, there are some general things we can do that will reduce your risk of getting shin splints. Improving your knowledge of running injuries will help give you the motivation to avoid them. We all want to run injury free, surely, don't we? <laughs> Put the work in and you'll spend less time injured. It really is that simple. So the first thing you can do to lower your risk of getting shin splints sounds really simple, but it's probably one of the harder skills to develop, and I talk about this a lot, is listen to your body. Understand what your body is capable of and what is a realistic training load. When you know this about yourself, don't overload your body progressively overload with adequate rest periods built in so that your body can adapt. It is one of the most common things I hear from clients about how they suddenly increase their running mileage and when I hear how much they increase their running in such a short time it usually makes me cringe in fear for their body and actually I wonder how did they not cause themselves more damage doing what they did? And this is where a tailored training plan from a professional running coach is worth every penny. <clears throat> Shameless plug there, sorry. We are professionals after all. As a coach, this is what I deal with day in, day out on a specific individualised basis. I can get an idea of you and what you need and how you need to progress so don't pick a random plan from Google or any other running site. It's essential you do you. I mean, I'll repeat that. You do you. Do not do what somebody else is doing. So what's worked for someone else probably won't work for you. And I've, had, I've seen this time and time again. Somebody's picked up a training plan from a running website or from Google and they've gone and done it. And they might have completed the the marathon or the half marathon, whatever, the 10-kilometer run, whatever they wanted to do, but then their body has paid for it in injuries and niggles and they've not been 100% fit when they've been on the running, on the start line. And, the, and then afterwards, they've been out for a few weeks afterwards and it's just like, just don't do that. Just don't get one of those generic plans. Get a tailored running plan or educate yourself a little bit more with these podcasts. I try to help you the second thing you can do is to check your running form and i know again i say this a lot but this is something that is very important i know it may sound boring my repeated messages to check your running form there is a method to my madness i promise if you improve your running form you are instantly going to balance out your body whilst the movement energy transfers through the body so the forces going through your body will be much more efficiently dissipated and utilized from the ground all the way through to the fingertips and the top of the head a quick shameless plug again i don't put this in to constantly promote my services i promise but if you do need any help with your running form then contact me. You can find my details in the link in the description. Moving swiftly on. Let's get into some specific exercises that you can do to decrease your risk of shin splints. So this is the valuable stuff, the real kind of gritty. Yes, these are definitely things you need to do 100% 
physically active strength training stuff. There are the usual single leg exercises that I've mentioned throughout this series that you can target those sleepy glutes and stabilize the hips. You can find those in other ones. But these ones are really simple exercises that will reduce your risk of shin splints. And they are, the first one is heel walking. That's right, heel walking. It's quite self-explanatory, this one. Walk around on your heels with your toes elevated. Stay nice and tall and lifting the toes as high as you can to really squeeze those shin muscles and do 30 to 50 steps and repeat this for three sets and feel the burn in the shins. You should feel that really nice worked burning feeling on the shins. Those are the muscles we want to strengthen. So simple, you know, really simple. It's hard not to include this one in your training. In fact, it's hard not to include this one in your day. Do this every day if you can. And again, listen to the body. So feel when it's burning. Don't keep smashing and pushing it. If it starts to burn, don't do any more reps. Ease back, give it some rest. So really simple way to strengthen those shin muscles. Another exercise is the opposite to heel walking. It's calf raise walking, walking around on your tiptoes or the balls of your feet to strengthen those stabilizing muscles in the lower legs so are going to help how the the whole of the, the lower leg stabilizing muscles front and back. If you do this barefoot you will gain that extra strengthening benefits of the arches of the feet so you're going to really get that nice strong healthy arch on each foot. You may feel that the arches are fatiguing or possibly even cramping if you don't do much footwork. With calf raise walking, walk around again, do 30 to 50 steps as you would with a heel walking and do three sets. Really simple. So you could do a heel walking for 30 to 50 steps and then do calf raise walking for 30 to 50, 50 steps. Three sets of each. Boom. There you go. Really simple. Too simple. Hard not to do it. Let's get it done. <laughs> calf raises are another incredibly simple exercise that can be done absolutely anywhere as long as you've got a little step so there is no excuse not to do calf raises standing tall rise up onto your toes well, you don't even need a step you can do this on flat on a kitchen floor or your living room floor or your bedroom just stand tall rise up onto your, your tiptoes lifting the heels as high as you can and then slowly lower the heels to the floor. Lightly tap the heels to the floor and then drive them back up. Do 25 to 30 reps for three sets. Nice and simple but incredibly effective. Body weight exercise. Boom, there you go. There's another one. Really simple, really easy. Just get it done. Just do it. Just put it into your strength training program. Put it into your daily routine. You know, your, your, your daily routine. Toe-ups are similar to heel walking. And this is an exercise that the knees over toes guy, if you've ever seen him, he obsesses about it. If you're not familiar with him, he's an Instagram sensation with a huge following. He has suffered numerous knee injuries and he puts his full recovery down to two exercises, backwards sled walking and then toe-ups. And toe-ups strengthen those stabilizing muscles along the front of the shin. So very similar, like I mentioned, to heel walking. But to perform these, we stand against the wall or leaning into the wall to keep the legs straight. So from the from basically the bum to the neck, you're leaning into the wall and lift the toes, dig the heels into the floor. And lifting the toes forcefully so you can feel those muscles along the shin bone working, really starting to activate. And do 20 to 60 seconds in a hold, uh, obviously pulling both 
heels up at the same time and do three sets of this. So, again, incredibly simple. Those are the strengthening exercises that you can specifically do to, to reduce your risk of shin splints. Some of the mobility work helps to reduce your risk of shin splints. Uh, you can do two stretches in particular that to the front of the shins and to the big toes that are going to help again just keep that range of motion keep the suppleness in the tissues in the lower leg and the first stretch includes kneeling on the floor with the knees close together the toes are tucked underneath so the big toes are stretching so you, you you're, uh, you're tucking your toes underneath the kind of curling under and you start to feel that stretch in the big toes then sit the hips towards the heels if you can sit the hips on the heels without pain or discomfort then rest there if you get discomfort stay inside your comfort zone and build up to working towards hips to heels so really simple sit in this pose for 30 to 90 seconds and do this daily it's going to stretch the big toes it's going to stretch all the way through the front of the leg and it's going to help again strengthen the arches of the feet uh, keep the suppleness in the arches of the feet as well the second stretch would be in the same kneeling position with slightly different foot position so the tops of the feet would be on the floor or beneath or on the mat beneath you so you're effectively sat on your feet but the tops of the feet are on the floor then you can slowly sit on the feet stretching the muscles along the front of the lower leg you can continue to walk the hands backwards behind the hips which increases the stretch and pressure on the shins so you ensure that you you can feel that stretch but don't push too far so again if you, you, you figure out where your comfort zone is and stay just on the inside of it we don't want to be absolutely smashing your body and freaking your central nervous system out we want your body to just build its range of motion, motion, not tense up and kind of go, ah, get me out of here. So you should be able to hold this one for 30 to 90 seconds without pain or your feet tingling. So we have four specific bodyweight exercises that are really simple. I mean, ridiculously simple to include in your weekly training schedule, as well as two very simple daily stretches to work on your lower leg mobility. Work these into your week and you'll stand a greater chance of avoiding shin splints. So let's summarise this episode. Remember, if you put the work in to be proactive, it will mean you spend less time being reactive to injuries and less time on the sidelines doing no running. So in summary, if you are over your natural body weight, reducing your body weight will reduce your risk of shin splints as you will be putting less force through the muscles and tendons. They will work a lot less and be able to better cope with the demands that you have placed on them. If you're currently transitioning or planning to transition to barefoot minimal trainers, please be kind to your body. I made that mistake and was way too aggressive and impatient, which caused me three weeks of pain. Progress slowly with the switch to minimal. Go easy. If you feel that you have a poor running form or you're feeling aches down one side and not the other, this is a good indication something is going a little bit wrong when you're running. Check your form. I'm going to do another updated podcast on running form and how to actually improve your running efficiency. I'm going to break it down in a little bit more detail with some cues. But if you would like me to look at your running form and you'd like me to help you, send me a message today right now i'm looking forward to hearing from you and we can make a start working together we have 
those four specific strength exercises that will focus on the lower leg area this will strengthen the lower leg and allow greater forces to travel through your body add these into your weekly training to reduce your risk of injury and when you feel like you're making progress you can increase the amount of time you spend in each exercise and you can also increase the amount of sets so you can again if your body's getting comfortable with that you can just start to play about with those variables to increase your strength Work on the mobility of the lower leg with those two stretches that I mentioned to increase your range of motion. Tight tissues tend to cause issues. Tight tissues tend to cause issues. I didn't even mean to rhyme there. So let's make them nice and supple. Nice, healthy tissues. Runners tend to avoid mobility work or yoga. This is quite common because they find it boring. And this one of one of my clients in particular just cannot stand mobility work or yoga because you just yeah literally just like oh it's so boring you know i understand it has a different feel to running but it is hugely important to help keep your body in an optimal health and it's only the mind it's only the ego it's only the chimp rinse going this is boring i just want to do more you need to just bring everything back in balance you need to find a little bit more of a slower pace of life you only have to look at elite runners and athletes that dedicate daily time to work on mobility and recovery to to see that it is absolutely essential for a healthy body and for your body to perform at its maximum. So I hope this episode has given you lots of knowledge on the subject of injury and specifically the shin splints injury. The more you know, the more you are able to do to reduce your risk of injury. So And then that, again, it gives you that greater reason and motivation to strength train, to put more work into your mobility or your yoga practice. Personally, I obsess about the body and trying to optimise my physical and my mental health so I can go deeper. I mean, I can, I can go quite deep into the details, I'm sorry. I've tried to summarise this as best as I can, but I do love to talk on these subjects. But I'm passionate about it because... I know that we love running and to keep us running we need to make sure we're doing other stuff as well so like strength training and yoga that I often say you must have found something interesting because you got this far in this episode so thank you for listening this far please do share this episode with a friend that is the main way that this podcast grows through people telling other people about it. Share a screenshot or copy the link of the episode and send it to someone. This helps your friend improve their running knowledge and it helps the podcast. So it's a win-win. You can contact me through the following email, ashfoster1983 at gmail.com, on Instagram at runbetterwithashfoster or my website is runbetterwithash.com and thanks for listening to the Run Better podcast. I shall speak to you in the next episode, my fellow runners.